things need to change. You know, uh, losing a friend in Patrick was unfortunate, and it shouldn't have never happened. There should have been a lot of things that have been set in to where he should have been protected, to where he should have had a team that's done right by him. And it's just an unfortunate situation. He, he passed away doing what he loved, so that gives me joy. But at the same time, knowing that he didn't need this sport and knowing that he was a great person and he touched everybody's heart that he came in contact with, including mine, on a whole nother level. Like, people truly don't understand how this kid impacted me. And I was the reason why he started boxing. And he shared that message with me one time when we were sparring and we came in a locker room together. And I never felt so humbled in my life because here was this kid who was so articulate, so respectful, so gentleman-like, was giving me some form of genuine, genuine praise and respectfully saying that I admire you. I had never had that happen. And, you know, it changed my outlook on that from that point on. But to know that he's gone now, all I can do is just fight with his memory, fight with his spirit, and go in there and do my thing because I know Patrick would have wanted that. Two part on that. One, what could have been done differently? If anything, let me know what could be done. And the second part of that question is, did it make you question wanting to continue in boxing after it happened? Uh, I'm not going to answer the first question because the damage is done. Um, but we could prevent the damage if there's any. Yeah, but you got to understand, too, that, that, you know, this sport, the powers to be, control the narrative. And if it was more heartfelt, then you wouldn't have situations like this. So you wouldn't move your child, if it was your son in there boxing, a certain type of way, back to back to back to back, tough fights, maybe losing one or two you would make sure that he was nurtured in the right way. You would make sure he would get every possible chance to be successful. And if he wasn't successful, set him up so that he still can have a great career, but doesn't take any damage. I still didn't watch the Patrick Day fight, his last fight. I didn't see any highlights. The only thing that stays in my head is the image when he was on the ground. And that is, that is like something really hard to deal with. Um, yeah, I, I really don't want to say, but I'm going to go in there and I know my boy is going to be watching down and I know that, like, I can just see his, that beautiful smile that he had, like, you know. Man. Still on your mind a lot, huh? Still on my mind. I mean, he did, you know, his trainer and his team told me the last thing that he had said before going into the ring because, you know, when I was young, I used to have braids. Um, and he had just recently got his fresh cornrows, and it was like, man, Patrick, you're looking good. He was like, yeah, I'm looking like a young Danny Jacobs. Hearing that, man, that touched me so much, you know? Like, it broke me, actually. But boxing is not for the fate. It's, it's not for the weak. You have to keep on keeping on. So it's unfortunate situations like this that you're going to realize that you're human and that you're impacted by things like this or people who are so beautiful. All I can do now is just continue to strive and fight in his honor because he's no longer with us. Now, certainly it's, it's a tough thing. I'll be honest, it's made me question 
covering this sport because it's people shouldn't die in sport right. honestly you right. know and it's made me question a lot of things a lot so I would imagine the emotions that you're having to deal with it and fight through as well it's a lot because man fighting is a mental thing anyway it's a majority mental you're going in there a physical sport but you're fighting with your mind you know it's just just hoping that I can go in there with a clean slate just make sure that I'm focused and not think about I'm, I'm a professional so I do a very good job of going in there and getting the job done despite the distractions that's going on outside the ring but this was a major blow you know, speaking of this fight it's your first fight at 168 you mentioned up there that uh, you feel better yeah. that um, that you didn't feel right uh, before because it, it is a tough weight cut is that what you're alluding to that the the weight cut would uh, hamper your performances in, in the past um 100 i think that if you were to see me leading up to the gym to where i'm at my comfortable weight you'll see how i'm performing inside the ring till it's actually time to get inside the ring what i've cut all that weight you'll see the difference in my performances so it's evident i know what i need to do to change it those changes are made it was necessary and now i'm looking forward to being uh that superstar that i know i can be with the superstar skill set do you feel like you have more energy like more power like how you have more of everything you have more of everything yeah now, yeah. With this fight, I know um, a lot of people have written Junior off. They feel that he's not focused, he's not yeah. dedicated, that a lot of people see him as a joke. Right. How are you seeing him coming in this fight, honestly? Well, I take every fight. It has nothing to do with my opponent. I take every fight seriously. I take um, when you have a man in there that's trying to come over there and take your head off, you have to be prepared for anything because in boxing, you could get hit on the break and get knocked out, you know? So you just have to be prepared for everything. And that's what this fight for me that's how I'm taking it. Uh, it's a new clean slate, new chapter, if you will. And uh, I think that my fans will be really excited with what I have to bring to the table. So thank you guys. Uh, on a, on the last thing, did yeah. you feel that Golovkin beat Dervinchenko? You had a close fight with I didn't see the whole fight, uh, but from what I hear, I'm hearing that Sergey did a really good job. Uh, but it was kind of like a similar situation uh, with my fight. He got off to a slow start. And he finished fairly, fairly strong. So I have to go back and see it. But I wish uh, both fighters the best of luck. Canelo pound for pound number one because of the knockout? I have to think about that. I'm not sure. Uh, I, mean, I haven't been following boxing for a while. So I have to really sit back. But T-Bud, to me, I, I still feel like T-Bud is my favorite because style-wise, man, I think he has it all. But wish the best of luck to all the pound for pound contenders. This is Coombe Cassis for IFL TV. And it's, why are you looking over there? I don't know. I, I was looking over to see if there was any reporters here that had been smashing the numbers this week. Yeah. What are you on about, mate? Do you want some stats? Go on, then. We've done all right this week. <laughs> Do you want some stats? Yeah, go on, yeah, then. Yeah, we've done all right. Yeah, we've That's done all right stats for you, Giza. We've all right. We'll be judging a couple of days, but we've done all right. We've done okay. Okay. So a lot of people jumping on this. I know. No, people that have criticised it jumping on. I've never criticised I just saw, it. I just saw one, uh, one journal that has slated KSI Logan Paul. I won't, I won't name any names. And he, he, I saw him in the lobby. I said, what are you doing here? 
I'm here for the fight. I said, oh, what, the one that you've been slating non-stop? Oh, yeah, but you know, you know, yeah. I said, no, what do you mean, yeah, you know what, yeah. I said, you've, you've mercilessly slagged this fight off and now you turn up for a credential to get some extra views or hits or whatever you want to do. I've got to say, I'm quite intrigued to see who's going to win. I went, oh, do me a favour. Anyway. Yeah, but that's a bit rich coming from you. No, because I'm very honest. You are honest, but what about this guy I might have just thought, do you know what, I'll give it a go. I'll turn up, I'll rock up. Yeah, but you can't, you know, you say give it a go, rock up, when we you've... But, but now, like, I've told you all along, you need to be on this train. So don't get off when we've already left the... Get on when we've left the station. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you got on it after you saw the numbers of the first one. Hey, I'm fire. fucking driving the train. <laughs> <laughs> you... Honestly, you're so ruthless, you don't give a shit. This is so great, Listen. right? Because I remember this interview I did with you, right? And I'm not knocking you for it because obviously it's a numbers game, yeah, yeah and you see the numbers. But it is just, these are on the card mm. because of their numbers. Mm. No other reason. No, it's not. This is because of the potential pound for pound channels. Would either of them win a British title? No. No. Would they win an area title? Mm, probably not. Would they beat some pros? Yes. Yes. Not many. Okay. Would they beat you? Would they beat me? Yeah. But why me? What? Just out of interest, because that could be the next one. I'm a knob that holds a camera. What, I've why? got four or five people. I cannot tell you the size of these stars that have asked to fight a winner. Is give one of them? No, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm talking about fucking Galactico stars. Like what? Mate, what? I cannot say because I promised like I wouldn't say. But they've put their name in the hat to fight the winner. Go on, come on. No, no, no. That. It's disrespectful to because they asked me not to say anything. They want to look at it, they want to run the numbers and then they want to see In what there. world are they? Uh, there's five different people. So a couple in sport, a couple in music, a couple in films. You've changed. I'll tell you after. You have changed, didn't you? You know, I'm just a respectable guy with a lot, with a lot of credibility. You know. Seen a few boxes this week, kind of. Mm -hmm. Not hammering your event. Yeah, but no, I think the... it's because their comments of I could beat. When they said I feel like I could beat a lot of pro boxers. Yeah. They didn't like that. I've seen a lot of um, boxing comments pre that of people saying. Uh, oh, it's a joke. I've worked my whole life in this game and I never got this opportunity. In the ruthless world that we live in, there's two reasons for that. One, you weren't good enough. Two, you didn't build a following like they did. But... You get their point to a certain no, the, degree. Their though. point now is about them saying they could beat pro boxers. So now you're getting a load of pro boxers come out saying, I'll fucking fight you. Please give me the fight. So um, I have no issue at all with these guys getting the opportunity to do this. They've earned it. Don't worry about boxing, eh? I mean, they haven't worked their whole life to be a boxer. They could do anything, right? They could uh, go out and have a go on a couple of go-karts and put it on YouTube, and it would do huge numbers. They chose boxing. Thank God. You're, you're kind of changing, right? I'm not saying it's positive or negative, but you're kind of doing this. You're changing the way cards are being formed in the future now, because... Basically, someone's going to come to you and go, this geezer here has got 10 million followers. Yeah. He's up for a scrap. Go on, stick him in Phoenix. Mm. Is that the right way it's to go thought, about it? Oh, sorry. No, it's not. Absolutely not. Uh, the thought on that is, 
I don't want this to be a regular thing, but there's a couple of things to consider. I've never seen numbers globally like I'm seeing for this event on Saturday, right? After this event, DAZN will have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of subscribers that are new boxing fans. Maybe never to be boxing fans. Maybe they want to have a look at boxing. Maybe they're hooked. After that, after a month, you can release your subscription from DAZN. But would you release your subscription to DAZN if Jake Paul was fighting Anderson Gibb on the undercard of another fight? In Miami? Is that what you were talking about yesterday? When? Were you, talk, you hinted that possibility? No, there's just discussions. Like, do you get that? I mean, that's not rocket science. I get it. But I don't think you're going to see headline YouTube events. Well, be careful what I say, because you'll run this clip back one day. Uh, on the regular? Yeah. Oh, yes, well done. On the Maybe ever again. The only person that I believe can headline is the winner of this fight. All right. I'm not, listen, I ain't knocking it. I'll always be honest with you yeah. and you. So you're never going to get to see me going, oh, yeah, I'm never going to do this again. I'm just saying to you, it's blown my mind. Blown my mind. We did 600,000 for our press conference on YouTube, on Matchroom Boxing YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to Matchroom Boxing YouTube channel, you're going to have words. 600,000. Very good numbers. Yeah, but we don't do, I mean, all of our stuff, you know, we're doing these um, pre-caps of the day, each individual day this week, like a little 10, 15 minute short film. They're all doing like three, four, five hundred thousand 500,000 views on our YouTube channel. We've been struggling to get 20, 30. Welcome to YouTube. But, yeah, but it's not a case of, oh, let's just bin boxing off and just stick a load of YouTubers on. Um, but we can't ignore it. Okay. We sort of get to this stage where you go, do you know what? You are going to get so much criticism, whatever you do. So do what you think's right. And I've sort of got to that stage now where so I don't care, but I can't let all the negativity affect this unbelievable thing in here. It's just a little bit similar to Mayweather-McGregor, isn't it? Because that was a one-off event that happened that kind yeah. of everyone had their opinion yeah, about but whether... that was the pound-for-pound pound number one yeah, against a guy course. making his no. debut. I mean, in terms of kind of where they are in their sport, obviously it's not comparable, but... It's two huge stars having a fight that shouldn't really have been in the ring together. Basically. The only difference with this is they're about the same ability, but they don't have the same ability as those two. Obviously. What do you think they're going to weigh in at today? Uh, I think they've weighed in. Of course. What did they weigh in at? I don't know. Uh, oh, your free, the free weight. Oh, no, 9 till 11 they can weigh in. There's a, I can't tell you the exact, um, I can't tell you the exact uh, allowance of in terms of the weight difference. Right. It's like four or five pound they're allowed to weigh in within it. It's cruiserweight limit. Cruiserweight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cruiserweight limit. Okay. I mean, Jake Paul looks a lot heavier. Sorry, Logan Paul. He does, yeah. broader. But he's probably leaner. What was running through your head yesterday? Some of the comments were a bit above the mark. Yeah, I've seen KSI's apologised today. Okay. See that? That's yeah. one thing. He said, uh, and actually I believe him on this, when he said, I wanna, I'm going to kill you, he meant, I'm going to kill your career. 
like off YouTube. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I compare it to? You know when you do something wrong and your missus goes, oh, I'm going to kill him. It's a bit like that yesterday, I thought. Yeah, but they're in, a, they're in an environment where, I didn't take it literally. people... I know, I do get so that So they well. shouldn't be saying it. And they I, shouldn't be saying yeah. it, but I didn't take I've it literally. I've told them before, don't, you know, but fighters say that. And people say it all the time. Chisora said it, didn't he? And then he apologised. Like, no one means L- that. Literally, people say that. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's a little bit... It's how you want to see it. Right. One, two, three, mate, yeah. Got a few mates around here, mate. You have got yeah, a few mates yeah. around here, right? I mean, LA's like my second home, you know. So, Jacob Shavers. Yes, mate. Oh, sorry, that's why we're here. Okay, the talking stick. Stick. The home of the Phoenix Suns NBA. Okay, I used to have a Phoenix Suns and, hat. Did you and, have one? No. Little purple. No, one? I didn't. No, and more importantly, the scene of Chavez yeah. Senior's last ever the old man's fight. last fight. Exactly. Is he here today? No, he's not. They're going to Phoenix next week. To do a he's a bit of a G, isn't he? Who, Chavez? He I love Chavez. Look at him. Do you know what I like about Chavez, right? I mean, look, he has his issues. Of course. When you grow up in Mexico as the son of one of the biggest legends of all time, and you're a fighter as well, it's never going to be easy. Similar to his opinion I mean, and Barry. Exactly. I grew up as being the son of one of the biggest legends of Dagnum. But, I, do you know what? I have a real soft spot for Julio. I do. And I said to him, when he walked in today, I said, you know what? You know how many people want to see you fail? Do you know how many people have phoned me up since I, this fight was rumoured or made, going, don't work with Chavez, he's a joke. No, no, it's a joke, blah, blah, blah. And I've seen him working in the gym, and I'm giving him the opportunity. And it's a really, really good fight. And by the way, he's one of those guys that has this huge fan base in Mexico, loved, hated, you know, sometimes his reputation's tainted, but you will all watch. And it's a really good fight. And a big fight for Danny Jacobs moving up to 168 pounds. Mm. I love the way you like pretty much do what you want. Can't get commissioned in Vegas, all right? No problem, we'll take it to no, because at the end of the day, there was three commissions, that, there are three sites that, and by the way, I don't know the full story. He ain't my fighter, but let me tell you what I do know. From his perspective, he hadn't signed any fight for Vegas, he hadn't signed any VADA forms at all, which is part of the contract, which he has now signed, right? And someone turned up to test him, and with him, with all his problems had in his past, he said, well, he said, well here, because you're fighting him, so I haven't signed a contract yet. So no, that's it, right? Should he have done it? Yes, of course, in hindsight. Yeah. So from there, they suspended a guy who doesn't even have a license in that commission, so I'm not sure how that works. We went to the ABC, we went to the other commissions, the other commission says no problem, as long as he does, signs up for full testing, no problem. He's done that, and we go. Who's likely to feature on this undercard? Julio Cesar Martinez against Christopher Rosales, that WBC world title fight. Maurice Hooker, and then we talked about Luke Campbell, as well will be on this card. Possibly Liam Smith, um, and some others as well, and just will announce that over the weekend. Possibility of Dylan White still featuring yes, on this card? Is, yeah. is that growing? Is that increasing? Is it the possi- growing? Is it growing, the possibility of... Um, Dylan wants the box in December. He's already put an Instagram out this morning with his new mohawk, which quite scared me, going, get me a date, get me the date. So I'm trying to get him a date for December. Don't wait, mate. Make the date. <laughs> yeah, good one, mate. Um, all right. What else is going to ask you? Something else. Look at this gear, people. Yeah, I know. When are you announcing your next gen show? My next what? Well, it's supposed to be this week, but it will be this weekend. Okay. Then we're done for the year. You know what? December 20, I was like, December 14, 
we're going to be done. I can just put the car in the garage, go for my personal MOT over Christmas and come back firing in 2020. Now I can't do that till 21. Fair enough. I interviewed Andy Ruiz the other day. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah. Tell me. You dropped yeah. that in for your views? Yeah, that's all right. What do you have to say? Um, said thank you to you. First thing he said, thank you. He's sorry. It's sport. I don't, your life. I grew up playing sport. And anyone that takes part in sport as a kid, it will teach you the art of winning and losing. Just like Nanito Denaire, with his amazing gesture with his children, after losing to Inoue. You have to teach kids that you win with respect and you lose with respect. So what Andy Ruiz done was he deserved everything he got. He got the opportunity of a lifetime and he grabbed it with both hands. And now on December 7th, AJ has got to go and take what is his in Saudi Arabia. So on December 7th, I will either say to Andy Ruiz, I'm sorry or congratulations. But whichever way we will shake everybody's hand in the fairness of sport and the respect of sport and the sport of boxing and say, as always, may the best man win, may both men be safe. You were the only one of the few people that actually said that he actually hasn't lost any weight. He's lost three pounds. Exactly. So he's probably just had a pony. You, you were the only one that said, everybody I, said it. Because but I saw him the other day and I thought, it doesn't look like he had. No, but, but listen, we all struggle with our weight, don't we? Yeah, but we're not professional athletes. What, Speak mate? for yourself, mate. But it works for him, doesn't it? Whatever it... it I said, it doesn't matter whether he comes in a stone light or a stone heavy. It's the same fight. It's all about the, on the night. And actually, it's all about AJ. I believe AJ's the best heavyweight in the world. If he is, he beats Andy Ruiz. And he should be beating Andy Ruiz eight times out of ten. But now, the game's changed. More pressure. More of a mental warfare. You know... But we're ready, baby. We're ready for the biggest heavyweight fight of the year, of the decade, maybe one in history. December 7th, Saudi Arabia, live on the zone, live on Sky Sports Box Office. Do not miss it. Watch it through the fingers because it's going to be that kind of fight. And if, you're, oh, yeah, yeah. and if you're going and you've bought a ticket and you've got a seat, good news is you will only need the edge of it. Love that. Are you, you like that? Are you going to meet up with Eubank when he's there? Sorry? you going to meet up with Chris Eubank? He's here in Rosanna. He'll be coming to the fight, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Have you got anything else you'd like to add? I'd just like to do some, some uh, professional media over here, to be honest. Some incredible guys. AB Boxing, shout out to AB Boxing. You can shout out, out everyone down there if you want. AB Boxing, TV Box AO, ESPN, you, Sporting you, News. Can I just say something? You don't think we're credible, is that what you're saying? I'm not saying you're not credible, but I know that what I love you so much is because you're a black merchant as well so black work black merchants on I'll, tour i'll spud you for that because oh, yeah. I, I absolutely it's all the black you're, <laughs> i know but how did we get here son i know i know I'm so you're in just, the olympia I'm you're just, just doing up. it on a far bigger scale i know, you? I know. long may the black continue absolutely edward hearn thank you very much for your time listen just want to say yeah you're looking really well now thanks mate. mate the vegan lifestyle the vegan lifestyle it's trimmed down no, a little a bit it's trimmed down a bit. Absolutely ripped to shreds, mate. Absolutely. Listen, little. No. <laughs> Go on then.
Radio Rahim with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. I don't know why we're doing this. Like, last time I saw you, it was fun. You were partying. Everything was like, you are having a good time. What has brought you back to press conferences, boxing gyms, fights? Why are you, why are you, why are you doing this again? You know, um, I feel ready to be back, you know. I feel ready to, to you know, I like boxing again. I love boxing, you know. I I feeling like I I doing something to prove more than boxing. So I'm I'm trying hard, and I have this opportunity, so I can take it. You say you like boxing again, which makes sense to me because it felt like for a while there it was a chore for you. You didn't enjoy it. Uh, is that true? What was it about boxing that you didn't like? Mm, you know that. Uh, after Martinez fight, you know, the, my discipline, you know, the, the, a lot of things, then, then, you know, have, you know, like the discipline more, you know, a lot of parties and, and <laughs> everything. So I, I want to, to be serious because I have, I'm 33, so, so I think I have a, one more chance in boxing, so I can take a serious this time for, for um, be the best and they're in. And partying is a hard thing to tear yourself away from, especially when you're as good at it as Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Was there something about the party that got old? Something about the partying you don't like anymore? No, I don't like party no, no more. I don't like party, no drink, nothing. <laughs> uh, so... For how long? <laughs> for um, one year. Really? Really. <laughs> so you've had a tune-up fight. You had a fight a few months ago. But clearly, that's not a fight at the level of a Danny Jacobs or the Canelo that you fought before. How confident are you that you're ready to step up to that level of boxing after what will have been two and a half years since you fought at that level before? You know, I don't know because this uh, is not a fight for me. You know, it's only a 20 seconds or one minute fight in Mexico. So my confidence is in my... Uh, I'm strong, you know, I feel good in the gym, uh, and I fight everybody, you know, I fight uh, Martinez, Canelo, I fight a lot of fighters, I know Jacob is a different style, but um, with now I'm, I'm dedicated more, you know, I, I, I know more what I want, you know, and, and that's, that's why I think that I can, uh, I can beat Jacob, because He's a, he's a good, very good fighter, but he's beatable, you know, he's beatable. In this two years uh, since the Canelo fight, I know you've been having fun, but has it been difficult to watch Canelo ascend in the ranks of boxing? Like, at that time when you had the fight, it was like, which one of these guys is going to be the face of boxing, the Mexican, Mexican-Americans that carry the tradition for it? It's clearly Canelo at this point. Has it been difficult to watch his success while you're standing on the sidelines? No, no difficult because it's good, you know, because uh, it's good for boxing. You know, Canelo is a, he's a very uh, disciplined fighter, you know, and he's uh, doing good, you know, he's a, he's a good fighter. Uh, and, and I don't have nothing to say, you know, he's a good fighter. Is that the, a fighter that you'd like to face again? Do you think you can get back to a place where you feel confident yeah. in beating him? 
of course I want to face again, but first I have a Jacob in front of me, so I want to face Canelo, but in 175 or 168, because I think in, in that weight, uh, after this fight, another fight, no, it's a good fight and better fight for the people, you know. Not like the first time, you know, the first time had too much problem for my weight, so that affected the, the, my performance in the ring, you know. Danny Jacobs is coming off a loss as well. Uh, you know, you must know that they picked you, but probably not because they consider you one of the greatest challenges out there. Uh, do you recognize that, and how would you feel about that? No, he, he come for two two losses, but the people, uh, a lot of people thinking that he win the fight. So I'm not focused on that. You know, I think he's a good fighter. Uh, so it's a, a smart boxer. So I'm I'm try to prepare uh, myself 100. percent That that's it. He's a busy fighter. He's a technical fighter. He's definitely disciplined. Where are your strengths? Where is your advantages with a fighter that's active in like the style of Danny Jacobs? No, um, I don't see the advantage. Only I want. I, I see to. I need to prepare myself 100%. So. Doing my style, you know, uh, break his body, so attack the, the body punches, so a lot of combination, uh, a lot of activity in the ring, so I need a lot of condition for him. You said you have something to prove, which is always a good reason to go back into a sport if you really mean that. What is it that you feel you, you need to or have to prove in boxing? Mm, I, I, I want to win a, another world title. Hmm. Radio Rahim with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. We're happy to see you back. Happy to see you clean and disciplined. <laughs> we'll see you in the ring on December 20th against Danny Jacobs. Radio Rahim with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Radio Raheem with Danny Jacobs. Uh, yet another big card for you, man. Uh, but like you said from the podium, I felt the different energy even when you walked in the room. Mm. Uh, everyone in life deals with loss, but in a unique way in the sport that you're still campaigning in, it has to be a difficult adjustment. I, I can't imagine uh, what that's like losing a friend and a friend in a sport that you're still working in. He just like let that off a little bit just talk to us like where your head and heart is at head and heart is in a heavy place I mean to be able to continue and strive and be happy in a sport that I know brung so much pain uh, in a sense where even though he loved what he did you know it was the actual thing that took him out and it's unfortunate because the love and relationship that we had that he had with so many different other people you know it's, it's, it's one of those sad, unfortunate situations, and you can never live life the same. When you have someone that impacts your life like that, you know, Patrick meant so much to me in so many different ways, and we never had a million exchanges or encounters, but at the same time, it was, it was a very special and genuine connection, and I think only us will understand, but, you know, coming into boxing now, I look at it more as a I won't say just a business, but it's, you know, boxing is boxing is cool. You know, boxing to chew you up and spit you out, and, and and look for the next best thing coming. So, as much as I'm excited to get back into the ring and a campaign at 168, it's kind of a bittersweet moment for me because I realized 
the sport for what it is, and I understand that, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's just your loved ones and you, you know? So. Does it change the relationship you have with the sport in the sense that your task on the 20th is going to be the same as it's always been? Yeah. Not just to win, but right. to win a guy usually by hurting a guy right. and preferably by knocking a guy out. You don't know what happens after the knockout. You just do your best to get that moment. Does it give you any pause in knowing what you have to do to get to that moment? No, because at the end of the day, I still have another man on the opposite side trying to hurt me, trying to bring me damage, uh, trying to stop my career, trying to stop me from feeding my family. So I have to protect myself. And I, and I like to give my fans a great show as well. So that motivation factor as far as bringing my 100% is not a worry for me. But you got to understand that the, 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 the love for the sport is probably a bit different. Um, I just truly, I just want to please the people that support me and, and, and that are going to be there for me and continue this sport and thrive and be the best that I can possibly be. But to say that it hasn't had its effect on me would be a lie. Uh, but it does not change 100%. It does not change my motivation, if that makes sense. You talked about the Hall of Fame up there. Yeah. When fighters start talking about Hall of Fame, start talking about legacy, usually means they can see the end. Now that they're ready to go, but they know that that time is coming. Do you feel like you're now fighting to kind of get that final chapter to get to that legacy point where um, you're ready? I can't say that. Um, I've been talking about the Hall of Fame uh, for some years now, so it wasn't really something that I feel like I'm on a cusp of the end of my career. Now I want to start making that known. No, I've been talking about that because it's always been my main, one of my main motivations. And I think that uh, me accomplishing that and you know bringing that into existence and letting you guys know my drive and when it happens, if it happens, and you know you guys will see that I've been campaigning it for a long time. So what does 168 do for your legacy? What are the opportunities here that aren't at 160? Is the move for that, or is it just like you don't want to make 160 pounds anymore? It's really just the fact that um, it's really exciting. Actually, it's the, the stress that I put on my body. It's the losing of the weight, and it's the weighing in the next days. And it's so many things. I've been making 100, and, I mean, I fought 16, 17 years old at 165 pounds in the amateurs. So now I'm moving up to 168 pounds where I give myself freedom to, you know, not be weak inside the ring and be able to give my all. I'm sure the fans will appreciate it because they're going to see the Daniel Jacobs that they knew they can get. Because I, I hear a lot of fans say, you know, sometimes it's just he's missing something or, you know, he's, he has to give a little bit more. And it's that umph that they're expecting. And I have that grip. And I feel like if I'm 100%, um, inside the ring, weight-wise, nutrition-wise, going inside the ring, just physically in the best shape that you guys will be able to see that. And I think 168 pounds allowed me to do that. I asked Canelo this uh, just last week about being comfortable and not having to worry about the kind of stress you're talking about, making weight easily. Could it possibly be the best Danny Jacobs we've ever seen simply because that element's removed? Well, I would hope so. And I do believe that you'll see a better version of me. Um, how long it takes to see the best, I'm not sure because that obviously goes with the opponent that you have, the styles. Like, you know, good, great guys, great opponent brings the best out of you. And I think Chavez may be at that point to where his skills can bring the best out of me, but we don't know. I'm just going in there and trying to do my very best. Lastly, what's the big fight for you? I mean, we've seen Canelo move up. He's got a, won a title at 68, now 75. Uh, a rematch could be in the offing for you. What's the, what's the next goal there if you're at 68? 
where do you get that shot? I'm, I'm very hopeful. This isn't by any means the ending of my career or the ending of big fights for me. This is still a new beginning. This is a new chapter. I'm, I'm starting at 168 pounds where there's a whole bunch of different other champions and good potential fights to be made. I mean, this is the first fight that I'm making with, you know, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. You know, that's a big fight in itself. So I know that there's opportunity. I know that they're great talent. Um, in all of the 168-pound division, and I'm just looking forward to finding my finding my way, um, campaigning, making my mark, and um, seeing where it goes from there. But I'm excited, man. I really am. It's just, man, boxing have so many different opportunities. So if 160 didn't work out for me physically, I didn't feel my best. I feel like I have another opportunity to move up and show my skills. Because regardless of what, I still have fans. I still have people who support me who want to see me inside the ring, whether it's 168 or 160. But I do feel like I'll be able to give my best and be my best version at a, at a bigger weight. We're at this point in boxing where there are a lot of young talent getting yet not proven or brand new champions, guys vying for that top spot, that throne, that pound for pound number one. Uh, after what's affected you with Patrick Day and the kind of experiences you've had for such a long time in boxing, what would be your advice to that next generation that may be affected by what they saw in the Patrick Day situation and just knowing what you know I about mean, boxing? It's really just more than just uh, the death that I experienced. I mean, it's really just seeing boxing in, in the boxing world, not the fans and the people that support us, but just everyone inside of the boxing world and just how un like how unfair the sport could be you know from the aspect of where the fans don't understand and don't see you know that i understand and i know and it's just like you know at the end of the day boxing could be unforgiving and i know that i have a family i always want to go back home to i know that at the end of the day when it's all said and done that's when who's going to be there when it matters most you know and they're not going to leave me or leave my corner because i took a loss or because i can't provide you know and that's boxing. Radio Raheem with Danny Jacobs, December 20th against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. in Arizona. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, brother. Appreciate the time. Radio Raheem, Danny Jacobs. Michelle Joy Phelps and I'm joined now with Eddie Hearn. Eddie, what the hell just happened? I swear to you, I came over to do the interview with you and I literally got shoved into a corner. There was yeah. like an altercation between... Well, I think you can imagine who it was. Well, yeah. Shannon... <laughs> Look at him. I think it was Shannon Briggs and uh, Vidal Riley having a, a little pre-fight pre fight. Didn't he push Amir? Who? Amir, the one that works with Badu Jack oh, yeah, yeah, and KSI. Originally. No, that was oh. originally. That was then it was something else over there. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all fine. It was only hang handbags or whatever they call it. You know, but, yeah, all <laughs> what good. Do you, what do you make of all of this sort of chaos? Because I mean, we get this occasionally in boxing, but not quite like this. The problem is, is that it's our job. It's everybody's job to hype things, and when you hype things, you push people to the edge, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. So like, you all want hype. You all want that drama. Yeah. But eventually, these guys like Shannon and you know, even KSI and Logan Paul, who aren't fighters, you get to a stage where 
you're ready to explode. Yeah. And that's like, that's almost the perfect timing to make the fight happen, i.e. tomorrow. So this was maybe a little bit early for that. But I just want to make the fight now because it is getting a little bit, you know, everybody's getting a bit, we did a face-off with uh, Logan and KSI and it was just a bit, and they're not fighters, you know. Like if they were fighter fighters, real fighters, then they would have actually gone at it by now, mm -hmm. you know. And they've been in an environment for a long time, 12 weeks around boxers. They've been sparring, they've been training three times a day. And you know, I see the people saying, oh, he said you're not a real fighter. They're not really real fighters. They're entertainers who are trying to be trained as fighters. Right, right. That's what it is. And you shouldn't take this too seriously. Like people saying, oh, it's not real boxing. It's like, no, 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 understand what it is. These guys have trained since their first fight to improve. The whole world is watching. We've got world championship boxing as well on the card. But ultimately, everything gets real tomorrow night for these guys. And I think they'll wake up tomorrow morning and go, shit, <laughs> we're fighting tonight at the Staples Center. Yeah. You know? We so, can have shitting bricks. Yeah, basically. Well, you said that, not me. <laughs> so I'm hearing that, and hopefully, Ed, you can give me a little nugget here, yeah? Because uh, there's a bit of information that you have that could really help me out really? right now. Cool. So I'm hearing that you said that there had been some A-list celebrities. Yeah, I'm not telling you. I promised I wouldn't tell, you know, I promised that I wouldn't tell these people, um, you know, about them contacting me to uh, to make this fight. All it was, I've had probably six or seven people, the highest profile people in their fields, say, I would like to fight the winner. Okay. But don't say anything, let's see what happens, and we'll talk. You said in their fields, their fields. so that's other YouTubers. No, 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 it's not YouTubers. Oh. It's guys in music, uh, sport, and uh, films. Drop that nugget, no, can you? Because I promised I wouldn't say it. Like it's not. I think it's just. You know what it is. People are looking at it like um, they're intrigued by it. These people, of course, they, they realise there might be a few million dollars to make. But it's more like I fancy doing that. You know, mm -hmm. like training to be a fighter. It's fun. You know, it gets you in shape. It's good for the mind. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, you got to be. I don't want to start doing fights with people that aren't very good. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like these people can fight a little bit. So we'll you've see. Seen them do it yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was yeah. okay. It was okay to work. I don't want to see like two guys going in, like, you know. Is this a sellout? No, Is it a sellout? No, we still have tickets available. Uh, we're going to have about 13,000, 12,000. I was, I thought we'd do 17, 18. To be honest with you, what we are seeing is the audience and the pre-subscription buyers are at a level way beyond what we saw for the last fight. But it's in the US, not in the UK. If this was in the UK, we could have oh, sold out yeah. stadium. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's still a month. Like, we've never done a show in the US with this kind of crowd outside of Joshua, right? So, you know, it shows you that of all the great fights we've put on in the US, none, none have generated a gate like this. You have a, a rival in the UK, another, another promoter. Which one? Who uh, wasn't exactly keen on you putting Billy Joe Saunders on the undercard. Who's a rival? Warren. It's not a rival. Don't be <laughs> silly. Come on. That's like the, li the little shop in the village and like Tesco's. That's what you're talking about. That's the difference between those. Um, this is like the new age. And then you got this geezer who used to do a bit. But um, if you expect him to say anything positive about anything I do, but he couldn't, he couldn't do something like this because he doesn't have the vision. He doesn't have the understanding of the business. 
and the way people are digesting digital content, it's, it's very, very advanced. And I don't expect him to reach those kind of levels. But the, I keep saying to people, don't worry about, don't take this too seriously. Because I see a lot of people getting irate. Ugh, these guys, they shouldn't be doing this. And Billy Joe Saunders and Devin, do you think that Billy Joe Saunders and Devin Haney are bothered? They're going to be boxing in front of 13, 14,000 people with millions of people watching around the world. And all these new fans, hopefully, watch Devin and Billy and go, do you know what, who's that guy? He's great, I like him, follow. You know, then you've got a new fan, you've got a new potential fan who might be watching your videos next time and all your other boxing stuff. you just got, in boxing, people are too worried about an invasion of an audience coming to the existing audience, you know? It's like, we're hardcore fans. We don't, fuck. they hate casuals, don't they? Like, they hate the word casuals. <laughs> oh, he's a casual. He only goes to the big fights. That's sport. Do you think everybody wants to go to West Brom against Villa, right? Sorry to West Brom and Villa fans. But no, they want to see Man United Liverpool. That's just sport. So some people, the bulk of the huge audience for mega fights, only, go, only watch one or two fights a year. So same thing happens when we do those fights is hopefully those casuals love what they see they stay in the sport they go to three or four fights a year right same with these guys maybe they've never most of these people have never even watched boxing before outside of probably the first fight so hopefully they watch this one they might watch joshua reese you know they might start subscribing to matrim youtube if you haven't done that please do it <laughs> and what do you make of shannon briggs going as far as to fight. say well wait wait wait, wait. Yeah. okay yeah we want to go there yeah. Uh, hopefully against Chisora because I know well, that he wants yeah, that yeah. one. But what do you make of him saying that within, if, if Logan Paul were to actually dedicate himself mm -hmm. for the next four years, that he could see him becoming heavyweight champion of the world? I think that's probably tongue-in-cheek. But I will say this about Logan Paul. Well, he's dead serious. Yeah, well, I don't agree with that. But what I do agree with is I think Logan Paul can really fight. I think KSI has convinced himself that he is like a really much improved fighter. And I, I don't know whether it's like, he believes it, yeah. but I don't know if it's actually true. Mm -hmm. But Logan Paul is really strong and actually very athletic and can punch. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be really explosive tomorrow night. Like I said, they've built themselves to this position where actually there's a lot on the line and people are nervous. And with the 10 ounce gloves on and all this kind of stuff, someone's going to get touched on the chin and it's all going to unfold. And I don't think it will go six rounds. I've been curious to ask you about uh, Andy Ruiz's weight loss. Yeah, three pounds. Three pounds. That's what he told Coogan, yeah, yeah. Come on. No, it's true. I mean, look. There's you, no way he lost three pounds and he looks yeah. like that. No, because some pictures are taken at different angles. I do it all the time. <laughs> Me but too. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I do too. Do hey, one? hey. It's, 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 do that yeah, one? yeah, yeah. And then the twist. Yeah. The twist. I was twist. But I do do that one. You know. <laughs> the twist works. Does it? Okay, I'll do that one tonight. Um, but, three pounds, yeah, that's what he said serious. to Coogan, yeah. But I don't think, it, like, if he comes in half a stone lighter, whatever, um, it's not going to make a difference. Like, if he, he could come in seven pounds heavier, seven pounds lighter, the fight's the fight, it's down to AJ. If AJ puts in the performance he should put in, I believe he wins the fight. Now, we know that at this point there are two mandatories for whoever the winner is. We, we have the... Uh, uh, Alexander Usyk and we have Pulev. Which of the two is more than likely to land the first fight against well, the winner? I, I hope that actually uh, people, you know, the governing bodies get together. So you know, we really want the undisputed championship to be to be fought for, you know. Um, so I hope they can work it out. But there's a good chance that someone that might be fragmented uh, somewhat, um, and yeah. We'll La lastly, I know we got to go, but um, Deontay Wilder, we know that he wants the winner. What's oh, well, he wants the winner now. We well, spent two years not wanting to fight Anthony Joshua, and now he wants to fight Anthony Joshua. 
whatever. He can do his thing. We're doing our thing. The only thing that matters is December 7. It's the fight of the year. It's the heavyweight fight of the year. It's the heavyweight fight of the decade. It's one of the biggest fights in heavyweight history. Don't worry about that. Focus on December 7. AJ against Ruiz in Saudi Arabia, live on DAZN, Sky Sports box office in the UK. And if you haven't subscribed to DAZN yet, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Over and out. All right, thank you, Ed. All Appreciate right. it. Bye, Fight Fans. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here or else. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Pleasure to be joined by Danny Jacobs. Uh, Danny, you and Julio are both coming off uh, losses to Canelo. I know he fought recently. You had a controversial fight with Golovkin, a close-ish fight with Canelo. Is it fair to say most people thought you won the Golovkin fight and just fell short against Canelo? Is that a fair comment? From the general senses, I would say that that's pretty much the notion, yeah. How did you score the Canelo fight watching it back several times? Personally, myself, I thought worst case scenario could have been a draw, but I knew that if I didn't win convincingly that it was out of my control to even demand like a, a fear shake. I knew that if I didn't knock Canelo out or if I didn't decisively pound him every round that it was a really good chance that it wouldn't go in my favor. So when I knew I couldn't give my very best, uh, I think at the end I just knew that it wouldn't go in my favor because I didn't overdo, you know? Yeah. Do you want to get a quick reaction to his win against Sergei Kovalev at light heavyweight? What did you make of it? Great win. Yeah. yeah. You make your debut at 68. Uh, do you think that's going to be a slightly bigger challenge than the actual opponent in front of you? You know Julio uh, was a top fighter. We're not sure he's the same fighter anymore. Do you think making the debut at 68 is actually the bigger challenge for you? I think, um, yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I think it, the, the super middleweight division itself is probably going to be more of a challenge than actually facing Chavez. Uh, but... I've been a, I'm a big boy, and I, you know I, I spar big guys inside the ring. I'm able to, you know, hold my ground and you know take really good shots from those guys. So I don't think it's going to be a big uh, adjustment, but I do see that um, it's probably going to be something that I'm going to have to be aware of. Do you see yourself at 68 for the rest of your career? Are you going to move back back down to 60? Well, I might move up. I might move down. I might you know stay put. I'm not sure because there's so many different fights. I mean. I want them all. I want all the big fights from 160 to 168, even though I'm campaigning at 168. We know uh, Billy Joe Saunders' action tomorrow. Again, he's a guy who can fight at 60, 68. Is that a fight that you and Eddie have talked about? Would you like to face Billy Joe Saunders? Well, we haven't talked about it. It's been talks maybe like a year ago and, and, and prior to that as far as, and not with Eddie, just as it's in general. I've always wanted to fight him, but I'm looking forward to seeing him in his U.S. Uh, debut. I uh, wish him the best, um, and we'll see what's next for the future, but he's definitely a possible opponent. Someone who's been involved in mega clashes, uh, i.e. Gennady Golovkin and Canelo, are you chasing them rematches again, if possible? Well, it's not in my mind frame, because obviously, you know, those big fights... Um, you have to put yourself in a position to get the rematch, right? And then already going in there as the underdog, you know, chances of getting a rematch, it's not the easiest. So you have to earn it. And that's what this represents. This representing me stepping up against another worthy opponent because to me, I like to face the best of them. To me, I like to face the best of the best who the fans consider to be the best. 
So Chavez is maybe not the best, but he's not far from what uh, some of the boxing fans consider to be a top dog. So. Last time I saw Keith uh, was actually at Madison Square Garden where Golovkin faced Sergei Derevchenko, a highly controversial fight, again, in the middleweight division. How did you see it? I didn't watch the whole fight, but from what I did see, I thought it was a competitive fight, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what's uh, next for both those fighters because they both are options. Yeah. <laughs> Just before we involve Eddie, I do want to ask you about Julio. Uh, he refused to give a VADA sample uh, and was suspended by the Nevada Commission, but you're fully happy that everything's fine with the testing, etc. going into this fight? Well, listen, I can't really talk too much about anything that I can't control outside of the boxing ring. I'll, My I'll job that for yes, you, sir, please. is that both fighters are fully signed up to yeah. testing, which when he was requested to do a test, they hadn't done. Danny or Chavez because they hadn't been asked to do so. So when the fight was made, they both signed up immediately for testing. Danny's record is exemplary. Julio's is not, and that's why he will get a lot of criticism. Um, but the fight is made. It's approved by the commission. Uh, everybody signed up to testing, and on we go. I spoke to Julio about it. He said there was some bad information on your part. Do you want was it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Julio. Uh, no, at the end of the day, you know, he was requested to take a test for a fight that he hadn't signed for basically. Uh, he, sh he probably should have done it. Danny also had a test um, and he probably should have done it. He didn't. So I think the bad information was generally that we requested the date with Nevada, but he hadn't actually signed the papers. So listen, at the end of the day, the fight's on. Uh, we're in Phoenix. It's going to be a huge crowd on December 20 and a big fight for both guys. Like Danny said, you know, Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, there's world championships there for him immediately after this fight. And I think he's going to really enjoy 168 pounds because sometimes you don't see behind the scenes, you know, how difficult it was for him in the Canelo fight. And I believe that if that fight was at 168 with Canelo, I think you would have seen a different result. And some fighters stay at a weight division for so long because they almost see it as a potential advantage. Mm -hmm. But I believe at 68, we, when he weighs in the first time for this fight, he's going to feel like a million dollars and think, why didn't I do this earlier? Yeah, I believe so. I was just speaking to Danny about this. He's been right at the top of the sport facing the likes of Canelo and Golovkin. Of course, the, the names Cadden Smith and Billy Joe Saunders would be interesting fights, but I'm sure he wants them rematches against Canelo and Golovkin. Are they realistic? Yeah, he does. But also, he wants to win a world title. He wants to create history. He wants to be a two-division world champion. So that doesn't happen through... Canelo Alvarez yet, he would love to rematch both guys. Look at the fights he has available to him. You know, all of those guys on the zone he can just step into. And that's sometimes the concern of a fight when you talk about both sides of the street, which is boring in boxing. But it, it's, that, that is true. But on his side of the street, he's got all these fights that he can fly into. He's just got a win on December 20, and it sends up a, sets up a massive uh, 2020. You started your Matchroom USA journey with this man, uh, and we know his story, incredible story. How proud of, are you of Danny, of what he's achieved? He took, the, he took the punt with us. You know, I remember when I signed him, I couldn't believe it. You know, I remember announcing it. We was at Luke Campbell against uh, Jorge Linares on HBO. And I was like backstage, and Danny was on TV, and he was saying, you know, we've signed with Matchroom. I was like, oh, was, my chest was pumped up, you know. So, and of course, then when HBO left boxing, we went to DAZN, and then he also came there, and Keith, Connolly has done an amazing deal. You know, obviously, hey Keith over there, you know, thanks for that 50 bucks you just put in my pocket. But he has done an amazing job. He got him the biggest fight in boxing, obviously for a lot of money, but also he made sure there was a plan, win or lose. And now he lost that fight in a close fight, but comes straight back into a high profile fight and then straight back into mega fights in 2020. So it's very important that there's always a plan. And it's important that the team behind the fighter have that plan and they can just train and knowing that everything else is taken care of.
Well, Danny, anything you want to add ahead of your clash against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and a message to your fans? I'm just excited just to fully be at my full potential or have the opportunity to be at my full potential. Uh, I don't think people understand truly just how weight plays a factor in a fight. Uh, but now that I have a clean slate and looking forward to coming back against a worthy opponent, um, I'm going to make my fans happy and I look forward to uh, this fight coming up December 20th. Well, listen, Miracle Man, best of luck ahead of your debut at 68. Eddie, thanks for your time as well. Thanks.